Hey, John. What's up, Nick? What happened last week on Binge Watchers? Uh, Well, you know what comes to mind? I can tell you my two favorite parts. How about that? Yeah, tell me. Tell me. All right. So my two favorite parts of our last episode was the dancing around of trying to explain the plot of The Wolf of Snow Hollow without (laughs) ruining anything. (laughs) That was was pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. And the second thing would be we had this banter that came after what's called the outro. So in the world of podcasting, uh, and forgive me if the listeners already know this terminology and, and podcasters generally know this, like you have your intro music that kicks off an episode and then you have like your outro, which is like the end of the show, your end credits, whatever might play a jingle just to indicate, Hey, th- this one's over. But we had something happen after the outro, which kind of feels like a post credit scene or end credit scene in like a movie. Right. I like, I liked it. like our version yeah. of that. Right. So we have like a few minutes at the end of the last one that was like crazy banter, pretty fun. Um, and then uh, on tonight's show, we're talking about Princess Mononoke, and uh, we're going to do like a, a rundown of this Army of the Dead trailer that we just watched. That's coming out soon, so we'll, we'll talk about the premise of that movie. And we have a mini-review of Godzilla vs. Kong, just came out this month, and then much more, so stay tuned. Crack open a cold box of wine, or pour something cold on ice, because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Welcome to Home Video Headlines. Let's see what's happening in uh, TV and film and streaming. I mean, basically now everything's digital. Let's see. Um, There's an anime movie coming out for Helsing, which was like a pretty popular show. I want to say like late 90s, early 2000s. It's basically... I guess I almost gave away who who the main character was. I guess I won't say who it is if you haven't seen Helsing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I almost had a spoiler like what? Spoiler two minutes into the show? Holy <laughs> shit! No. That'd be that'd be record breaking to give it away that early. Anyway, there's an it organization is, is called the Helsing Organization. Obviously, Helsing comes from the word Van Helsing, so you know it's related to monsters or vampires or whatever. So the main character polices all these uh, monsters and underworld types. The show's good. There's, there's a TV broadcast, and then later they did an OVA. They truncated it, and then they released the episodes uncensored, and then they uh, put out their special box sets. That's what happened. And now it's streaming. I think it's it, it might be on one of the biggies. I mean, I might have to do like Netflix a correction in a later episode, but it might be on Hulu. Um, oh, okay. And then it's on one of the biggies. I, I, I feel like I see it all the time, but um, they're making a live-action movie. I know that excites at least one person on this show. What do you, what, what do you guys think? Let's, let's, let's do the rundown. We'll go Nick, Dave, Adam. <laughs> I don't know anything about this, so it really doesn't excite me too much yet. <laughs> Fair enough. Lie. Let's go to yeah. uh, our anime resident expert, David, and see what he thinks. <laughs> you know you know what? I I remember the cover to this seeing it in, in the store I worked at, but I no, I don't care about it. I don't know what it is other than an anime. <laughs> 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 but I know what it looks like. I can actually see yeah. it. I don't even know what it looks like. So yeah. You want to throw in a comment, Double A? I remember watching Helsing back in the day. I am not excited for live action adaptations of anime. I want to see more anime, not live a- action adaptations. Oh, wow. 
So well, that's my. So you cents. weren't a fan of Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson. I didn't even watch it. I want to see more anime. If I if I'm into anime and it created it got created in anime, like I want to see real people doing that stuff. Like I know how much how much work goes into that artistry. I want to watch the animated cartoon made for adults. Yay! That's what I want to see. That's my two uh, cents on fair, it. Anyway. I mean, fair enough. Generally, live action anime movies aren't that successful. And I'm trying to think if there's one that I even really like. I'm, More I'm power to anybody that wants to do it, though, and does it well. But. Yeah. Um, the Army of the Dead trailer that came out a, a while ago, but it's just like a feels like a sizzle reel, like something that would show it like a conference to try to get money to make a movie. It really it's, doesn't show. It's much. a teaser. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. very much a teaser. So Zack Snyder, who just did his Snyder cut for DC with the Justice League movie, has been developing a zombie apocalypse movie, I think, for Netflix. And the general premise is the apocalypse has happened, there's zombies everywhere, but they they take off to Las Vegas to rob a casino vault or something in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. And I'm just like, at some point, trading regular money has to be over with, right? Yeah. Like, (laughs) like, they go back to trading maybe jewels or, like, food or water or commodities or, like, Toilet paper. What? Toilet paper? paper. Toilet paper? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, now wait a minute. What if the plot of this is they're turning all the paper money into toilet paper? Like they're processing it and making it softer? Well, that's what some, some apocalypse movies are great where they just start burning the money to make fuel for their fires, their campfires. You know what I mean? To I always think of, yeah, Stallone and Cliffhanger, right? <laughs> like yeah. burning the money. Yeah. yeah. I got the name for Spoiler Dave's alert. version of the movie. Oh, oops. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, Dave's version of the movie would be called Green Streaks. I would, Green I would streaks. think you would want to if, if there's a zombie apocalypse. I would think you would want to rob a gun store. That that seems like well, it, the this sounds like, right? like it's like a special ops team, and they seem to have unlimited resources just to fly up so. to Las Vegas and drop down from their helicopter and rob a bank vault with their machine guns and grenades and their special tactic gear. It seems like an extraordinary amount of resources to go to the vault, like. Unless the zombies are like all located in Vegas and like the rest of the world's normal, I can see that being kind of a plot. But I don't. If the whole world's screwed, I don't. I don't understand what's going on. But I, then again, it's like, a tease. Does the vault? Does the vault have some kind of chemical recipe for the cure? You know, like is there, is there at, a, at a casino in Vegas though? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, why not a hospital? I, I get, I get I that. I, yeah. I don't know. Either. So. Yeah. I guess it's kind of all in how they set it up. I mean, I don't know. You have to really suspend your disbelief on that one. You have to just like go. And to be fair, there are popcorn movies as Dave coined with like me with like 10 years ago or something. He said like, I mean, Dave, you can explain your definition of a popcorn movie, but it might fall into that category. Well, we're about to discuss one in a few minutes, but. Okay, um... fine. Fair enough. Let's just keep moving. (laughs) (laughs) So oh, the other headline is speaking of zombies, the Resident Evil is rebooting their movie franchise and they're going back to Raccoon City with Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Nick? I, I'm excited about it because I was not really into the last series from Paul oh, Anderson. You didn't like any of them? I liked the first one, and then after wow. that, I thought it just went downhill and I just I got over it after three. I just stopped watching them. So I'm ready, like reboot this thing. Let's start fresh for me. Hell yeah. Dang. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Nick. I think the first two are kind of solid. Um, every everything after that, I have not enjoyed. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm ready for a new take on it. Yeah, the most entertaining thing uh, about them 
is almost counting the jump scares more so than watching the movie. So I'm curious to see if they're going to bring something fun and new to it. I wish it would copy the how the first game uh, the first game worked, where it was actually still horror instead of well, that's that's what, like action. an action movie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be more horrific elements, but it would well, be cool. Wexler and his whole special team and like uh, going to the man, returning to the mansion would be good because the first movie's in the mansion, but they stay in there for like five seconds, then they're under underground while while the city, you know, was is the outbreaks happening in the city and we see kind of the end of the outbreak in part two, but we don't see like, you know, everything unfold really. Cause they kind of skip around in the first one. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, uh, yeah, the first two were solid. The third one I think is their Las Vegas story. Aren't they in Las Vegas? It, yeah. It's I think like so. Part three. Yeah. So Alice is the chick in the, the second or third game, second game, I think. And then like, but she's in the movies, all the movies and she gets, um, a mutated version of the virus, and so she has special powers. So, folks, if you haven't seen like six or seven of these Resident Evil movies, you got our recommendation for at least the first couple. But getting into bigger, bigger monsters, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong just dropped, and so we're gonna do our uh, rating system here on binge watchers. We have like a binge never, binge later, binge now, but we actually expanded the system to include binge maybe and binge if nothing else is on. So we have this whole killer binge watchers rating system that we hope movie watchers will embrace dave told us before the show it sounds like a five-star rating system there might be five ratings on the rung but it sounds cool but let's try it out and see if it works so we're going to go around the room and yeah. see if we can use our system to rate this movie um well we'll do the same order nick bang boom nick and then dave and then adam and then myself we'll throw in our ratings here I'm going to give it a BN, a binge now. I literally got HBO Plus because I wanted to watch this. And you know what? The plot sucks, but you know what? Visually, in the visually, this thing's insane. Lens flares, lens flares and sunsets up the ass and cool fights. I'm I'm on board. Binge. BN it. BN it, guys. BN it. <laughs> All right. Um so I guess that's me. Um, so this is what I would call a popcorn movie. Um, I had fun with probably the last half hour and parts in the middle. Um, I'm going to say binge later because as much as I did love the fighting, there was not enough for me. And the plot was there was an hour of this movie that was just plot and pointless plot. So that kind of dragged it down a little. But God, when they fight, I mean, it is some of the best fighting. It's pretty epic. You know, yeah. The other thing I want to kind of note that nobody's really talking about is this had a really unique like synth score that is just mm-hmm. very different, but it worked really well, especially with the color. I mean, this movie has interesting colors. Unlike the other movies were very dark and moody. This is like kind of vibrant and like neon, which it's is kind beautiful. of nice to see. Beautiful. Yeah. So binge later, but like for that last half hour, or maybe just fast forward to the last half hour and just watch that <laughs> if you just want just the goods. Dude, the first fight though, oh my gosh, amazing. Well, that's yeah. right. In the middle, the, in like 45 minutes in, there's a really yeah, great fight so too. So good. maybe 45 and then the last half hour. <laughs> I think Adam, you should, you uh, think? I, well, you know, binge now with some caveats. Like, I want you to binge now because you can talk about it with your friends because everyone's watching it. But if it hadn't been new and fresh, I would say, you know, binge later, uh, just because I just don't think it's ultimately will stand I, the I test. I have to topple your reviewer, explain why you give it a rating. You just tell them <laughs> the rating is. <laughs> I just don't want this to come back and bite me later because it's it's fun, but it's it'll, not. It, it'll never bite you. 
It'll never. Yeah, I don't know. It's not earth shattering <laughs> cinema, but it's it's fun. It's if you fun. like giant video game looking you. characters, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna quickly because we're gonna wrap up the headlines and move on to our well. We'll be getting to our sponsored messages, and then we'll get to our, our feature presentation here in a minute, folks. Um, I'm going to run the gamut of these MonsterVerse movies. So, for me, a binge now is Godzilla 2014. Godzilla vs. King Kong is a good movie, but I rate it as a BM. A binge maybe, because it's between a binge now and a binge later. Then I think the, bin, the, the binge never is Godzilla 98. It's a giant iguana. It's a female lizard looking for a place to put eggs in new york city i agree frankie yeah um hey i don't want to knock female lizards i'm not trying to knock the whole species of female lizards but it didn't work as a godzilla movie i'm sorry and with that let's move on to these messages and then we'll get back with our recent presentation (laughs) (laughs) okay available april 30th on digital and on demand with academy award winner christopher walken Zach Braff and Christina Ricci. It's the true story of a small town farmer taking on one of the largest agricultural and food manufacturing corporations. Percy Smizer, played by Christopher Walken, is a third generation farmer. He's uh, getting sued by a corporate giant for allegedly using their patented seeds. With little resources to fight the giant legal battle, Percy joins forces with an up and coming attorney, Jackson Weaver, played by Zach Braff, and an, enviro- an environmental activist, played by Rebecca. Oh, no. The name of the activist is Rebecca Salcow, played by Christina Ricci. And they're going to fight one of the most monumental cases of all time all the way up to the Supreme Court. You can buy or rent Percy vs. Goliath on digital and on demand April 30th, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. I'm super interested in this movie, super excited it's coming out. Love the story. We're going we're gonna to talk about this movie pretty much all month long. We're going to keep reminding you to check this out when it, when it uh, debuts. And you're going to have a chance to win copies of this movie from us, the Binge Watchers. We're going to be giving away copies uh, all month long. To do that, simply give us a nice review on iTunes. Leave a nice comment on CastBox. Or go to Podchaser and also leave a review. Podchaser is trying to catch up to iTunes, but we'll see. See how that works out. Um, But we're pretty happy with CastBox FM. CastBox.FM. Leave leave us a nice comment there. And uh, send us a screenshot once your review is posted or your rating is posted, and we'll enter you a chance to get a copy of this movie when it uh, debuts at the end of the month. And now, if you're in a show hole, and you're looking for something new, or something uh, classic to dig through, they have a massive catalog on Stars right now. You can see what's on Stars tonight by redeeming the seven-day free trial offer on our website. It's actually a link in the show notes to help you get started. T Public is throwing a massive merch sale right now, every weekend in April. We got merch there, go check it out. You can get your Freddy Krueger-inspired Living the Dream coffee mug or our official Binge Watchers podcast t-shirt. Support Real Paper. They're trying to bring clean toilets to the world. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do it without your help. To remind you, Real Paper is made of 100% bamboo, making it the most sustainable, eco-friendly toilet paper on the market. Plus, all their shipping materials are biodegradable, and they use plastic-free packaging as well. Use our code binge watchers for 25% off your first subscription order at realpaper.com. By purchasing real, you're supporting their mission to provide access to clean toilets. Those in need around the world, we're also giving American households a way to reduce their carbon footprint. I also want to remind you to join us on stereo where live social conversations are happening. You can talk to us directly. You can join the show. You can ask questions about episode topics that you've heard. 
You can share your experiences and opinions of chilling with the binge watchers. We want to hear everything. Download now and join us when we go live on Stereo.com forward slash Johnny Spoiler. Now, as a reminder, offers yourself a change. Our show is supported by sponsors and paid affiliate links, of course. And, uh, yeah. Now back to the feature presentation already in progress. Let's get the guys back on and see what's going on. The guys right. are back on. Yeah. Bam. Boys are back in town. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. If we had the rights to the song, you'd be listening to The Boys Are Back in Town as Dave. Oh, but I, but I would not mind the I'm version not paying of Dave that singing. Licensing. I'm sure. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> You're going to have to mute that. Can we get away with Dave singing it, though? I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> no. Probably not. I think if it's under five uh, seconds, it's free. Uh, uh, <laughs> iTunes scans audio keywords, so probably not. Uh, probably not. Actually, okay. Dave probably just got the whole episode flagged. Yeah. Go? Good, good job, Dave. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Our feature presentation tonight is Princess Mononoke. It's from the anime studio Ghibli. And actually, this description of the movie comes from their website. I didn't make this up tonight. I'm just going uh, straight from the, what do they say, the horse's mouth? Is that how the phrase goes? Um, Maybe. Go I, don't know, I don't fucking remember. I can't think. Horse god. The horse um, god's mouth. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of animal gods. Uh, Adam wants to jump in on the spoiler wagon here and, and ruin the story before I even mention the fact that it has animal, animal gods. I should mute his fucking mic. Okay. Uh while protecting his village from a rampaging boar god, the young warrior Ashitaka becomes inflicted. Afflicted? Anyway, he gets cursed. Uh, to find the cure, he's got to go into the sacred forest and uh, deal with a forest spirit where he meets San, who's Princess Mononoke. She's a girl raised by wolves. It's not long before Ashitaka is caught in the middle of a battle between the mining humans who are really into capturing this precious ore and everybody else dwelling in the forest. Then he's got to summon all these spirit powers and his courage as a man to stop humans and nature from destroying each other, he's kind of caught in the middle. The dub cast is great. I mean, we like to talk about our animes ruined by the dubbing. In this case, probably not. I mean, I don't want to ruin trivia later, so I'm not going to mention who wrote the script. Maybe Dave knows, and if not, I'll bring it up later. But uh, the cast is great. Billy Crudup, Jillian Anderson, Minnie Driver, Billy Bob Thornton, Keith David, Claire Danes. And uh, Dave, what else did we find out about this movie? All right, so uh, let me pull up my facts here. Uh, so this was actually uh, put out by Studio Ghibli, um, who was uh, and directed by Hay- Hayao Miyazaki, who are who are known as like the Disney of Japanese animation. So like these are they do a lot of family friendly stuff, although this kind of leans a little towards more traditional anime, I guess. Um, to date, Disney, or excuse me, uh, to date Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli are the only uh, studio or director of an anime that's won an Academy Award. No. Other anime has ever actually won anything wow. for from the academy. Um, so I found out Mononoke is actually a Japanese word meaning supernatural shape shifting beings that possess people and cause suffering, death, uh, suffering, disease, or death. Um, here, here's actually probably the most interesting fact I think. But um, so when it came here to the states, Harvey Weinstein bought the rights and asked uh, Miyazaki to cut the film shorter so it'd be more tuned to uh, American audiences. Now, years before, Miyazaki had to make cuts to one of his first films, Nasaka of the Valley of the Wind, if I'm saying that right. Uh, So it was heavily, yeah, so it was heavily chopped for the U.S. and he was still kind of hurt by that. And he left in a, it left the meeting angry. Well, later, studio, a Studio Ghibli producer sent Weinstein a katana sword that had written on it, no cuts inscribed in it. 
So, and later on when uh, uh, Miyazaki was asked about that, he just kind of giggled to himself and said, I defeated him referring to Weinstein. <laughs> so wow. like, yeah. But Ghibli um, should know it is like, they're the Disney of the East, right? Yeah. I, from what I hear, yeah. And uh, the know. reason the dub cast does so well in this movie might be because it was Neil Gaiman that wrote the English script. Oh, okay. See, I missed that one. John came in with the facts this time. Yeah. It's so funny because I didn't realize Keith David was in it, but I kind of did. I'm like, I recognize that right. voice. That's so funny. Yeah, I, he's I the narrator. And yeah, I didn't, and I'm like, I know that voice from somewhere. Right. The only other thing I will say I found out is like this was the last major animated movie to be drawn on plastic animated cells. So like everything after this was pretty much digitized. Yeah. Oh, well, it shows. And that's what I got for facts. From Japan, like drawn on drawn on film animation. It was one of the last yeah. ones to be animated on set. It was one of the last ones to be on plastic animated cells. Yeah, wow. literally, like the yeah. old school, like they draw on the plastic cells. Yeah. And now we'll move on to Adam's favorite portion, where we go favorite bits. Nick, Dave, Adam, let's hear your thoughts. Nick, we'll start with you, buddy. Not to put you on the spot, but you know it's coming. I know it's coming. And you know what? We just talked about the animation cells. I actually did some research on this too because I was so blown away by it. I I think the editing and the, the animation is my favorite bit. I, this movie is truly gorgeous. It's beautiful. I was blown away. The performances and then just from the beginning when this weird boar thing attacks, I, I was blown away. But the animation is my favorite bit. Nice. Um, well, actually, my favorite bit is something Nick just briefly touched on, but the the beast, the the, the demons, the pig, uh, uh, the the whatever they when they get turned into demons, the worm things. Yeah. I don't know what I mean. They were that's what made them a demon or part of it, but like that was just nightmare inducing. Like there's a lot <laughs> it of was weird, crazy. like it's a be- it's a beautiful, it is beautifully animated, but there's some really nightmarish images in this movie, and like the pig beasts or you know the gods becoming demons just freaked me out. Um, like that, I won't forget that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Nick said, it's beautifully animated. I mean, yeah, I'm not the biggest anime fan, but I will say there's images in this movie that won't really leave me too soon. Yeah. Um, Dave, you just broke the Adam, hearts of a thousand anime fans who realize you're not the resident anime expert in real life. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Adam? Or what were your favorite I, bits? Well, I kind of agree that there's nightmare sequences in here. I'm although I didn't have nightmares. I saw it in the movie theater years ago, and I remember all these little girls being brought to it by their parents to see a movie with princess in the title. And oh. I remember all the girls crying throughout the film at, at different key points. <laughs> I just remember it so fondly. I got such a sick kick out of the fact that their childhoods were being ruined by a dose of reality uh or at least some not not reality but fantasy reality you know to show you the underpinnings the, the like how dark things can be but my favorite uh section in the whole film is where the boars are have come from a long way to have the final fight and the final that's what i was really looking forward to because the animation in that sequence is just probably some of the most most compelling animation ever put on celluloid. Uh, those boars attacking the last, like the, the last stronghold of uh, like, like the God kind. That's, that's the part I love the most. Nice. John. I remember being much more fond of this movie as a, as a kid. Um, I was kind of bored. I mean, this is probably my third time in the movie. So maybe that has some influence over me, but 
Mm. I will say my favorite bits are shortly after Ashitaka gets cursed, when the hand first starts to get out, the infection starts to get out of control, and he has like demonic powers, and he accidentally, like he's just trying to send a warning shot across the, you know, across the saddle of those two samurais that are attacking that village, and see him and think he's an aggressor, and he's just he's just passing by in the beginning, right? And then like his warning shot takes off two hands and a head. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's that tells you yes, that I... you're gonna watch. Like, that's what's funny about this movie is, you know, it is suggestive that this could be a family film, but then there's a couple moments that are really disturbing, right? So then you're like, oh, it's a straight up anime. Yeah, this is not for everyone. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, th- those are my favorite bits. And uh, fan service is going to be a little strange this week. We've been debating whether or not we were going to kill this Facebook group, um, because it's like. We have so many different channels. It's like where do we where do we want to focus? What do we want to focus on, right? And we're we're an audio first podcast, which is a rare creature anyway these days because you got to promote on every channel. You got to be everywhere, right? They say you need to have your Facebook page, your groups, your Twitters, your Instagrams. Now there's social audio, so we have the stereo app, this Clubhouse. There's a bunch of things out there. Um, I took off the you got to get permission from an admin to join. And like a lot of Facebook groups are annoying because they ask you questions. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Like you try to join a group. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, do you know this or that? Yeah. And sometimes it gets like really personal. You're like, no, you're not getting this information just to let me hang out and talk to people. I'm not, I don't want to get sold anything. So I took off the, the questions and like it was like an instant join group. And then we got spammed. I was like, okay, well, all of a sudden we have these people and then like, they opened a channel and I'm like, and all of a sudden they were trying to sell products in our group. And I'm like, Oh, I got to fucking kill this. But it's like, <laughs> Facebook has made it impossible to kill a group. Even if you have to. So I was like, Oh, okay. I can archive it. I can make it essentially dead from today on. Like there was like home shopping network, but from like another country in there. And I was like, Oh they, yeah, I can't like, it has nothing to do with our show or people who like movies. This has not, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I was like, yeah. I was on the fence about keeping the group. I was like, fuck it. It's dead. So <laughs> That's the fan services. We got spam botted in our group on Facebook and I let it die. But it's all right because people love us on Instagram. We're all right on Twitter. But I mean, audio first, we're blown up in audio. I mean, usually it takes like 30 days and we get like 75,000 downloads strictly just audio format, which is ridiculous. We're in the top 5% of all podcasts on the planet right now. There's like 2 million shows. We're in the top 5%. Ridiculous stats. But then we broke our seven day numbers. You like, our 70 numbers were like 99,000 a couple weeks ago. But then like last week, we blow up. We break 200,000 in a seven-day period. So losing one Facebook group, we're, it's not going to hurt us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like our audience is finding us, and we're really not – you know, we have our marketing plans, whatever. But that was a strange experience having to kill a group because it got spammed. But that shit happens. Um, so that's the fan service. You have one less channel to find us, but you're apparently finding us elsewhere. So – Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It works, yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Oh, and right before that happened, Facebook flagged a picture of the main character from the movie we reviewed last week. We were talking about uh, a cure for wellness, and they do this thing where they torture him, and they take his teeth out, and so they pry his mouth open with a dental device. But then, like, Facebook flagged it and said it had sexual content. And I'm like, do they think it's a sex toy that's in the dude's mouth? They're about to drill through the front of his teeth. So a warning that says we're depicting violence would have been more accurate, but they shut us down for you're depicting sexual content. And I'm like, oh, they think it's a blowjob device. No, there's no way. And then, like, yeah, I just got that reversed, actually. I got a notice saying 
John just John May disagrees that this breaks the content uh, community guidelines, and then they're like, "Sorry, John May, we reversed our decision. <laughs> Your content is now available." <laughs> like, they're getting wow. crazy. They're getting I crazy. Feel like they're, they're, they have dirty whole- minds. Wow, they just—I guess they assume everybody is doing something terrible. Um, probably which might so, be true. Yeah. I mean, social media is a dark place sometimes. But also, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, you yeah. just want to say, like, I watched this movie, guys, and then you can't even show the cover of the movie. Like, we like, were talking it's, about it's what? actually the movie. That's we were talking sucks. about Edward Dean Jr., who made horror movies in the fifties, and like the fifties compared to now are pretty much tame. They're PG compared to the horror movies coming out now, and that got flagged. I'm like, and we didn't even do anything. We just like literally showed a picture of the guy. And like told you, hey, what do you think about Edward Dean Jr. movies? And like, we're not allowed to ask what people think about this guy's movies. That gets flagged. Who the hell knows? Things are getting strange. Weird times. Um. So we do this thing every episode. We do staff picks where we recommend. You know, if you need something to watch, what do we recommend? And we go through all the guys. But I thought it'd be interesting. We also have a staff pick on the website, which is like a featured podcast episode of the month, where we have one of our hosts here on the show pick one of their favorite episodes and so we've been doing 20 uh 21 episodes this year's episodes and like last month for march um dave picked the um return of the living dead three episode and so that's been was featured on there and now we're handing it over to double a who's gonna pick the staff pick for april so double a i can just tell them or you can i can hand the mic to you and you could tell them uh what you picked oh uh well, well. I had, a, I had couple a couple different, different ones that I was interested in. I'm here to echo my own voice. Yeah. But uh, I really liked the Warlock episode that we did that was uh, good. in January. Uh, I hadn't seen that. I thought that we had some spirited debate. I'm, I'm not sure how you phrase that, John. How did, how did you phrase that? Uh, how did I phrase it? Yeah. By the, that, by the way, which episode? The second one or the first one? No, the first one. Although I think the first one lends itself to leads into the second one pretty well. Yeah. Okay. But, but the first one because okay. it was new to me, and we had a little bit of disagreement on, on about whether or not it was good or it held up or whatever. And I thought it held up, and and I liked it. And I thought I liked the banter. I liked that we all liked the movie. Well, Adam uh, told me he was surprised by your guys' reaction, so I said, okay, a way to sell that to the audience would be to say something like. It surprised me what my my how my fellow podcasters reacted to this movie. You got to hear what they have to say. Unbelievable. And then like you know, yeah. the episode, it, and honestly, you guys are unbelievable. So <laughs> <laughs> we truly are. Thank you. Yeah, we but are. It, it, and I mean, I meant that as a double entendre. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that's now it. we're in statics, which are just like, what else are we watching this week, and what can we recommend to people that? have run out of things to watch or they just can't make a decision on their own. Let's push them in the right direction. Nick, uh, let's start with you, bud. So I was, I was looking for something to watch with the kids and I just got HBO plus or HBO max. And I just turned my kids on to Batman, the animated series from 1992. Have you, uh, I forgot how good this was. I started from I've actually been watching it myself too. Yeah. It is so good. But it has more than that. It has all the classics. It has Batman yeah. And it has uh, Batman it? Okay. the Bold, which is one of the best. You got to check that out. Yeah, I haven't. I, I literally just I remember I was in sixth grade when it came out and I watched this series after school and I was in love with it. And I just I, I put it on and my my son, who's like one and a half, he just started watching it. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I was just so I'd recommend that Batman, the animated series. I, I love it. Dave. 
Uh, so I did something for the first time in a year. I got to see a movie in a theater and it was great. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Really? What? Dude, I'm, go- I'm going, I'm Impossible. going Friday. I'm going Friday. I can't wait too. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I got to see, and this was legitimately like a good movie to go back to the movies at for. Um, so I saw Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Dude, that's what I'm going to go um, see Friday. Oh my gosh. Dude, oh dude, you're going to love yeah. it. Dude. Right. I can't wait. Awesome. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it basically the premise is is a guy, a workaday guy, like just a mundane life, Monday through Friday. Um, somebody breaks into his house and he's confronted with this and he 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 settles the situation, they run off and he calls the cops and everybody puts in his head like, Oh, you know, you did the right thing. But if it was my house and my family, I would have taken him out. Well, stuff kind of goes crazy from there. He kind of becomes a vigil ante, and without spoiling much more, um, it just it has a lot of John Wick type action and it's just it is fun, fun, fun. Um, don't watch trailers because they ruin some of the best bits of the movie now that I've seen them after the fact. Mm-hmm. So like try to avoid watching anything on it. <laughs> but it's a okay. fun movie. That's a standing rule, by the way. I know, right? <laughs> What's a standing, a standing rule? Don't watch trailers. They root they're destroying oh, film. Like they show you like they show you every you know, bit point. Yeah. You know, they ruin jokes, everything. Well, that's the problem is I I went into it kind of I knew the premise, but I didn't watch any trailers. Best way to do it. Don't watch anything on it. They ruin some of the best jokes in the 30 second TV trailers. Sometimes I have to write down in the show notes the best things that happen on the podcast. And that guarantees a download. And I'm giving away the best stuff. Oh, that doesn't apply to our show. That just applies to trailers. It does because it applies to marketing. And I like now having to market the show. To try to convince people to listen to us instead of some other jerks, like it makes sense. Like from from a marketing standpoint, maybe not an audience standpoint. Like, why would you give away the best parts of the movie to guarantee that somebody goes and sits and watches the movie? You know, you know what I mean. But it's I can understand the sucky part. Like, oh, I just heard the best joke. Or what's interesting is like um, the trailers that include the deleted scenes or the alternative takes, and then people are like. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm expect there's expectation of a scene. Yeah. You know. Is another- well, I like yeah, the original Alien trailer where you don't even see anything from the movie and, oh, and it creates yeah. a Just it like creates a mood. Yeah, it creates a yeah. mood that makes you want to oh, I don't know what that is, but I have to go see it and they don't even try that anymore. They're just like, "Oh, here's the end of the movie. That this is rewarding. You're going to love it." So huh. I don't apply that logic art. to the show, though. Yeah, it is <laughs> anyway, a lost art. Adam, what did you watch? I watched a Mario Bava film, uh, early Giallo, called uh, A Bay of Blood. It's from 1971. Nice. It, if, you, if you're into films where there's a lot of treachery, then, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the movie for you. <laughs> I never Shudder? I truly agree. I, did, I watched it on <laughs> Shudder, yeah. I've only seen half of this movie because me and John were actually planning on covering this. And then John said, nah, it's not worth it. And went, so I never finished it. <laughs> Is it so would you say it's worth finishing, Adam? When did, huh? would you, uh, Dave, when did that? Hold on. Dave, when did that happen? Well, for, well this was ages. This was like two years ago. It was on the list of Summer Slash. And oh, then we cut the, it. Like Summer Slash number one? Like way back? Uh, one or two. I think number one. Okay. There it was on our some... list, and we, and we were due to record it, but then you you said, "Nah, it's not worth it." And we cut it, and I had already watched like half of it. <laughs> wow, you didn't even bother finishing it because John was like, "Yeah, we're not going to do that." And then you just no, I, off. I 
It's one of those, it's like <laughs> books. Like sometimes I read half of a book and then put it aside and don't get back to it. That's literally this type of situation. <laughs> so I'll have okay, to pick so, it up. Uh, okay. Well, there's a little bit more nuance to my review. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, it, it plays no. into what you just said. Like there no. is a lull in the film. So, but it is rewarding at the same so let's time. Let's not and have structurally, a lull right here in the episode where we have to wait for Adam to encyclopedia the whole movie. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. All right. Just, just, just the idea that it, it's good, but there is a lull, and you have, as long as you're okay with the fact that in 1971, not everybody knew how to make an engaging movie for 2021, then you'll you'll enjoy it. Well, just pass out Adderall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can focus. So, I've been waiting for this movie to come out. We mentioned it like four episodes ago. This Concrete Cowboys movie about the. North Philadelphia. I think it's North Philadelphia. Anyway, somewhere in Philadelphia, there's some horse wranglers that are have like a hundred year tradition of, of riding horses in Philadelphia or outside Philadelphia. And Idris Elba plays one of the cowboys, one of the main cowboys. And the movie's really a coming age story about his son. But I had a lot of expectations for this movie. It kind of let me down. It is in the top 10 of Netflix this week. It just came out on Netflix. But maybe I had too much anticipation for this movie. Because it's really just like an inner city coming of age story. And like, uh, gosh, it's really kind of paint by numbers, which is really disappointing because, you know. But, I mean, it does touch on a subject that nobody's ever touched on. North Philly cowboys, you know. So, like cowboys in a city is pretty crazy. You see them walking their horses down Main Street. You know, it's kind of cool. I'm also really enthralled with the second season of Solar Opposites. The third (laughs) episode... Is one of the best things that I've seen in a long time. Movie, TV, just content. Like it has so many references and so many great ones and used to such an extreme. Like that's on Hulu. That's a reason to get Hulu. As as Nick said earlier, there's a couple reasons to get HBO Max. You know, this movie, that movie, that show. Same thing. Get Hulu to at least watch this crazy alien cartoon. Hulu's they had great. funny Reaver references in this episode. They did some other crazy shit with Big Dick Energy, which is uh, <laughs> it's an inside reference. But if you go watch the episode, oh, you know what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, my, my favorite joke on that whole season is a simple one where he's trying to lure rats. He's like, "Oh yeah, here's a here's a Blu-ray box set of Terriers. Yeah, they canceled it. What the <laughs> fuck are they thinking? <laughs> you know what's funny? This episode has a Dragon Ball Z reference. That, but blinking, you miss it. But if you're paying yeah. attention, you'll see it. So yeah. Um. Anyway, if you want to find out what BDE is, but then like also, uh, what? And NFG no. or something, no fucks given. Yeah, that yeah. Was, so they, they Somebody wears some fuck me pumps. You got to see it. But then, yeah, there's a lake house reference. Of all things, of all the, the time travel movies you could reference, they go to lake house. <laughs> the, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so good. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. definitely check that out. Um, I know I'm taking a lot of time, but uh, I rewatched Silicon Valley, the show from HBO, which is also oh, on nice. HBO Max. It's like my fifth time around that show. It's pretty smart. Which that actually but... has a connection to Solar Opposites too, because uh, the main guy in that does the voice of Terry on Solar Opposites. Yeah, oh, nice. Um, Thomas Middleditch. Yep. Yeah. Um. Hey, Nick, it's getting kind of late. Oh yeah. yeah. So, no. So uh, so John, I want to ask you, what's this or that? Oh shit! Actually, let's change the name of that section to Coming Attractions, like officially. All right. So John, I want to ask you. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, John, I want to ask you about yeah. the coming attractions. Okay, which one's coming? Um, yeah, which one's we, coming? Yes, we got to determine what, what is coming. So, where's my oh, little list? Adam, <laughs> no, I'm not prepared. Which one's time. I like lost my list. Okay, I know what it is uh, from memory. Okay, I got this. There's four choices, so pay attention. Okay. Holy shit. We can watch Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. We can watch Highlander the anime, which is called, I think, Sword for Vengeance. We can watch Fist of the North Star. Or we can watch a movie called Kite. Be careful, gentlemen. I'll read them again. By the way, are these all anime? Yeah, of course. Oh my god. Okay, okay, gotcha. We can watch a movie called Kite. Hmm. We can watch Highlander the Search for Vengeance. We can watch Fist of the North Star. Or we can watch Vampire Hunter Day Bloodlust. I have to choose one because I'm going for the Bloodlust or the Highlander one. Interesting. Same animation team. Oh, really? Okay. I, did, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for Highlander. Why not? There can only be one, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Kite because it's the only one. I have no idea what it's about. At least the other ones <laughs> I've at least heard of the other series. Oh, fuck. That <laughs> doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like an April Fool's joke or something? What's going oh, on? Oh no! <laughs> Is it a real movie? Wait, Dude, was that like the Honey the Pot, or was that like the I've ever met? Oh shit! I know nothing about. Like, I can genuinely say I've not even heard okay. of this. All right. Uh, hey, Adam. I haven't seen this in years, and I'd really love to watch it uh, with you guys. So, Fist of the North Star. Dude, we all pick different ones. Oh my gosh! How are we gonna do this? <laughs> oh man. John, you have to pick the the one that's different. Yeah, you're like right. which, which mean, one's left? Unless he picks Bloodlust, and we're all he's going to pick right. Bloodlust. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's working screwed. on the script right now. No, that means we have to watch all of them. I'm very right? biased. Of all these movies, I know that Fist of the North Star is the best. So, um, okay. I'll, I'll gladly watch that movie again. But Kite's a really fucked up movie. So if you all voted Kite, we would have been stuck watching a really fucked up movie. <laughs> that's why I was yeah, laughing. It was I only avoided... 50 minutes, guys. <laughs> that's why I avoided watching also, it. Also, Gabe was trying to just save the time. Gabe was looking at playtime. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm only finding this out now. <laughs> uh, okay. up all the playtimes rapidly. Uh, okay, okay, uh, so we're going to watch Fist of North Star, I guess. Uh, whoop, whoop. Right. I mean, Dave does have some veto power that you guys don't know about, and he could use it, he could use it for good or evil. Oh, he could make us watch mm. Kite. <laughs> nah, I... <laughs> I'll, we'll say Fist of the North Star. I know nothing about other than the title. All right. I just know it's a popular anime. It, it, I'm looking. I'm googling it right now. It looks like almost like Street Fighter or something. No kite. Oh no, we're doing kite. Are we, I thought we were doing Fist of North Star. No, Fist of North Star is like Mad Max shit, but with okay. Bruce Lee. Oh, okay, I'm just looking at the pictures. Okay, it's really crazy. There's psychic powers. There's heads exploding. There's a lot of stuff. Interesting. I've, it's what I've Dragon Ball of... Z should have been. Okay. No, that's unrelated. <laughs> uh, looks like it's on tubby <laughs> i don't want people to think i don't want people to imagine dragon ball z while we're talking about fist of north star that's why i said unrelated okay um yeah i think it might be on 2b it's on some streamers right now so i see a, um, co- a dubbed copy on youtube and the dubbing is fine this one has a good dub like that's that's the thing like some, some anime are good. To make good dubs and that becomes your experience of the anime like i know there's as Dave said, purists or people that are completionists that want to see it in original format and every time. But there's something about being a kid watching a dubbed version of anime. It's like a whole thing. I'm kind of of the mind when it comes to animation. I'm all for dubs because you're dubbing it anyways. It wasn't like an actor on the set. <laughs> so, you know. 
Yeah, it's not um, like I'm hearing George Clooney and yeah. Right. It's not like it's not like watching an actor on right. film like so really emoting something. Maybe you know? we'll cover kite later on down the road. So I'm gonna tell you what it's about. So this guy like kidnaps and brainwashes a teenage girl, but then like he sex slaves her himself and then he teaches her to be like an assassin. And then he turns another person to be an assassin, and the two assassins work together to get away from this guy or something. It's a really fucked up movie. I'm Googling it's not like yeah, I'm Googling images. This is pretty like crazy, John. I don't know what the now, hell now I'm looking at right now. Computer? Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to jail now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I watching? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I saw the NC seventeen one from a blockbuster video years ago. Oh yeah, oh there. Oh, I yeah, wow. That's a unique blockbuster because most of them couldn't shelf. I thought they couldn't, yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah, I still remember the NC-17 sticker that sat on the outside of the package. And I was like, why is the, why in the world is this like this new level of forbidden? So I had to rent it based on that to find out why Maybe there is the warning the on it. Maybe desperation years where they're like, fuck it, guys, we got to try something going out of business. Yeah, <laughs> the store I worked at, we stored them on the top shelf so little kids couldn't get to them, all the hentai. Yeah, but that was a Suncoast. That was, was that Suncoast, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, tune in next week, folks, to find out what anime we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to argue it out after the show's over. <laughs> yeah. Nick, you want to take us out? Yeah, guys, stuff got awesome. We we had a great podcast. I loved it. I love you guys. And next week, we're going to be talking about the movie. We're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. Join us on Instagram. Join us on Facebook. Join us on YouTube. Join us on everything. Go to our website. Anyway, stuff got real. And this is Nikki Late saying, Lates. Sounded like you already forgot the movie for next week. You're like, join us for the movie. <laughs> join us for the movie. <laughs> you know what? Every every week we do a movie, and I start to be like, oh wait, wait, what are we watching next week? <laughs> unless it's like written down, I'm like, yeah, unless it's written down, I'm like, wait, what are we doing again? <laughs>